Welcome back to SEWCT. I'm Chef T, your host. And anyhow, I'm a little tight today. So what I have going on here is I have some news on daily huddle. Ripple reveals push to expand institutional XRP liquidity in Asia. Launches hiring spree for XRPX. Then we're going to get into the cannabis news. Uh, this is found on the cannabis.co. And for now, marijuana delivery and cannabis bars gain traction in Denver. And the last two news is going to be, well, it could be the first, actually. I think this is where I'm going to start at. But healthline.com has an article here. You can still spread develop COVID-19 after getting the vaccine. Well, getting a vaccine. What do you know? Then there's another interesting article. If you're into CMOS, CMOS benefits nutrition and how to prepare it. Tons of nutritional value here. So this is found on healthline.com as well. And it gets into, let's start here actually. CMOS is a sea vegetable that's primarily harvested for use in health supplements and has a thickening ingredient in commercial foods. So if you heard of a CMOS supplement, you may have wondered how could you use them and whether there are other ways to consume it. This article examines the potential benefits and downsides of CMOS, including its nutritional content and how to prepare it. So what is CMOS? CMOS scientifically is known as Chardras griffus. I think that's how I, I think that's how you say it. Anyway, the link is going to be in the podcast description anyway. Click that link. Is a type of algae and seaweed. So CMOS is the type of algae and seaweed. Rolls in water, waters along with rocky Atlantic coasts, primarily between North America and Europe. It's an edible sea plant similar to other seaweeds, algae, and other familiar leafy sea vegetables like kelp. Kelp is by the way. And dos. So sea moss grows in a number of colors, such as a variety of shades, greens, yellow, purples, reds, uh, brown, and black. The most common varieties that grow in the warmer waters are generally red and often called iris moss. Had iris moss actually. Uh, I I've had. I'm trying to think. I've, I think I've baked with iris moss in the past, and it was implemented into the frosting. I want to say. Don't 100. percent I don't 100. Remember, anyhow, iris moss is supposed to be very high in nutrition and contains some amazing components to it. So uh, it's been a while; I can't—I don't even remember. But there, I, I do remember hearing some controversy around iris moss as well, and health controversies, whether or not it's good. Can't remember once again <laughs> what those controversies are. But I'm sure if you Google Irish Moss controversies, something will come up. Let's move on. 
So sea moss is a spiny sea plant that's similar to other sea weeds and algae. The most common varieties in commercial products is red and normally called iris weeds. So um, sea moss nutrients. Red seaweeds like sea moss contain an array of vitamins and minerals. They're naturally low in calories, fat, and sugar, and they contain small amounts of plant protein. So four tablespoons, 20 grams, serving of raw iris sea moss provides the following. 10 calories, 0.5 grams of protein, zero grams of fat, three grams of carbs, 0.5 grams of fiber, of fiber, zero grams of sugar, 1% of your daily value, DV, of calcium, 10% of your DV uh, for iron, magnesium is 7%, 7% of the DV, phosphorus is 2% of the DV, zinc is 4%, and copper is 3%. So, like other sea vegetables, sea moss is also a naturally good source of iodine, a macronutrient necessary for your thyroid health. So, additionally, red seaweeds, sea moss, like sea moss, are are full of antioxidants, which are components that help protect your cells from disease-causing oxidative damages. Article is great. They have tons of information, potential benefits. Many people use sea moss for its its uh, health benefits. However, it's important to note that many of the benefits of sea moss specifically are uh, well lack solid scientific evidence. There are more studies on the health benefits of seaweed and algae than on sea moss itself. Though some of these benefits may also apply to sea moss because they grow in similar environments. However, scientists need to conduct further research on CMOS to investigate particular effects. Some of the main potential benefits of using CMOS may include support thyroid, support Im immunity, improve gut health, help support weight loss, promote heart health, improve blood sugar management, and uh, benefits for fertility. Pretty cool stuff. And there's some downsides to get into. It's interesting as well. One of the main potential downsides of CMOS is that not much research has been conducted on its benefits and nutritional makeover. As we see, seaweed, the nutrition, nutritional value of CMOS can vary greatly, making it difficult to know exactly what it contains and in what amounts. Much of the macronutrients, uh, micronutrients and fatty acids contents of sea vegetables spend on their environment in which they grow. Taking in too much iodine can lead to underactive thyroid or hypo, hypothyroid the thyroid is an important gland located in the lower front of your neck. It's responsible for growth and metabolism. CMOS may also come with a risk of heavy metal consumption, as seaweed is known to absorb and store heavy metals in high amounts.
amounts. Still, risk of toxicity appears to be low. One study examined the levels of 20 heavy metals in eight types of seaweed from waters around Europe and Asia. The researchers found that the amounts of heavy metals did not pose serious health I'm going to leave the link in the bio. Let's move on to the next article. Click that link if you want to read further. So also on Healthline, you can still spread, develop COVID-19 after getting a vaccine. What do you know? I mean, no, what do you know? What to know? So experts say people can still spread and even develop COVID-19 after getting a vaccine. They know the immunity from the vaccine doesn't begin to emerge until at least 12 days after. Look, it kind of like the flu, the same thing. You get the injection with the flu and it takes a few days afterwards. I forget the length of time. Um, but it's not too far from, I want to say 12 days. They add the vaccine doesn't prevent, what? Coronavirus infection, that was weird. It helps protect against serious illnesses. So in other words, the vaccine is uh, obviously, it's a, it's a messenger that goes into your uh, it goes into your body. Your body sees it, uh, makes makes uh, makes proteins for it, creates this antibody for protection and all that good stuff. So, it in other words, it mitigates. In other words, it mitigates some of the serious issues that can come to horizon if someone did get COVID nineteen. Um, but Obviously, you create herd immunity too, along with it, and you prevent it from mutating as well. Expert advise people who get vac vaccinated to continue wearing a mask, washing your hands, and maintaining proper physical distance, distance. So there's a growing evidence that even after you receive a COVID-19 vaccine, you'll still, you should still, you know, wear your mask and maintain the physical distance. That's because you can still be infected by a novel coronavirus. So a controversial representative, uh, Rep. Bonnie Watson Coleman from New Jersey, said she got her first dose of Pfizer vaccine and was careful to continue isolating herself. She is 75 years old and a cancer survivor. However, in an op in the Washington Post, Coleman writes she believes she contacted the virus while in lockdown for hours in close quarters following the riot at the U.S. Capitol on January 6. Coleman was careful to wear her mask, but says she's angry. Other lawmakers did not and put her at risk. A few days later, she and a handful of other representatives tested positive for COVID. In San Diego, a 45-year-old emergency nurse, known only as Matt Matthew W., got his first dose of the Pfizer vaccine in mid-December. Six days later, after working a shift in the COVID unit, he developed chills, muscle pain, and fatigue and tested positive. So in the United Kingdom, one of the first people to get the Pfizer vaccine, 85-year-old Colin Horseman, died a few days later after testing positive for COVID-19. 
He had been admitted to the hospital for a a suspected kidney infection in late December and may have acquired the virus there. So timing is critical. Stories like those may become more widespread as more people are vaccinated. Experts say there are a number of ways to you could test positive after receiving your vaccine. For starters, you might have been infected before you even got your shot. That happened in the clinical trials, said Dr. William Govner, an infectious disease specialist at the Vanderbilt University School of Medicine in Tennessee. Some people were unknowingly infected before they received their first dose, he told Healthline. Then the infection manifested itself. There is also a tag time between when you get your first shot and when your body starts building immunity. A study in New England Journalist of Medicine says protection from the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine doesn't start for about 12 days. Then it's estimated to be about 52% infective a, a few weeks later. Both the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines require two doses, both reported being about 95% effective, but that's at least a week or two after the second dose. And it still could leave some people unprotected. That's not 100%, said Dr. Paul Ofit, an infectious disease expert and director of the Vaccine Education Center at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. In an interview with NPR, that means one out of every 20 people who get the vaccine could still get moderate to severe infection. What the vaccine does, and doesn't do. The vaccine works to keep you from getting severely ill. But if you get infected, it may not prevent you from spreading the virus to others. That's something scientists are studying now. The vaccine is very effective in preventing symptomatic disease. A, so Dr. Amish Aldija, sorry, a senior scholar at the John Hopkins Center of Health Security in Maryland. But is it effective at preventing asymptomatic? There's an open question about how much the vaccine is going to decrease transmission. It will take time to do those studies, he told Health, Healthline. In December, Moderna uh, submitted data to the Food and Drug Administration showing that its vaccine prevented two-thirds of all infection, including asymptomatic ones. That was a secondary finding from its testing. Now the company is conducting a further smaller study. That's the data that has has made us optimistic. So they, they go on a little further. Act. I'm vaccinated. Vaccination. Again, link is in the podcast description if you want to read further. Move on.
cannabis.co. Marijuana delivery and cannabis bars gain traction in Delaware next year. Then Denverdees well, may be able to have marijuana delivered to their homes if the city council adopts a new proposal to regulate delivery services. I wish they would do this here in freaking New York already. On Monday, the division of excise and licenses unveiled draft of three bills intended to overhaul the local industry and enable more people of color to cash in on a still booming industry. One, the Amisbus bill outlines the framework to launch marijuana delivery within city limits. The other two set the stage for Denver's hospitality program, which would be which would allow for the opening of businesses where enthusiasts could publicly smoke, eat, vape, or otherwise consume cannabis. One of the bills also removes the cap on how many dispensaries and cultivations may be established in the city, opening up the possibility for new locations for the first time since 2016. Great news for cannabis. And lastly here on Daily Hotel, Ripple reveals push to expand institutional XRP liquidity in Asia, launches hiring free for Ripple X. They keep building their platform, their enterprise, even after the SEC lawsuit. Come on, Ripple. Let's do this. So Daily Hoddle here have this article that they get into and they start off with a new job opening at Ripple is highlighting the payments startups efforts to expand XRP liquidity for institutions across the world's largest continent. In a new job listing, Ripple says it is looking for a manager for institutional markets who will play an instrumental role in the company's efforts to expand its reach in Asia Pacific market. Assist the team with developing and managing relationships with market makers, brokers, exchanges, and other institutional market participants with a focus on the APAC, APAC region. The successful candidate will also take the lead in facilitating institutional adoption of XRP in the region. The role will support and work closely with the team of financial professionals on the institutional its team responsible for managing and expanding XRP liquidity and stability. Ripple's vision of an internet of value requires digital assets, efficiencies, as well as healthy crypto market and robust liquidity is a core component of making that vision a reality. The San Francisco-based company is also launching a new round of hiring for its investment and development arm, RippleX. The firm is looking for a senior product management for decentralized financials. I mean, decentralized finance, DeFi, who will spearhead intuitives 
to improve and create new products within the RippleX platform for DeFi. RippleX is also looking for a director of engineering, senior software engineer, software engineer, and staff dev, DevOps engineer. Ripple is continuing, guys, to grow. It's amazing. And that's all, folks. Once again, thanks for joining me right here on SCWC. And that's the news I miss that I'm sharing with you. Catch you guys on the next podcast next week. Peace out. Stay safe. Mask up. Gotta stay safe, right? Peace.